1: Also, the things we say, they only reflect our brilliant Black woman magic mind,
0: and not our employers. You could have been anywhere, y'all, but you chose to be here with us, and we appreciate you. Let's Let's go. go. It looks like vacation mode in the Manning household has fully commenced. Yeah, it's kind of vacation, though, because we ain't going anywhere, however—
1: I was smart enough um, to request time off while my kids are off. Mm. And I have fully recognized that, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. So if I have a week of my house with my kids in it getting on my
0: nerves, (laughs) (laughs) I count that joy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am traveling this week. I am excited and stressed with all the things that I'm supposed to cram into the next 48 hours. But where are you going? I'm gonna be heading back to Houston on Tuesday night. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna slide on in there, and then I love um, that. Mm-hmm. And then oh, there's more. Oh yeah, there's more. Next week, I am gaining another year onto my life, so I'm actually gonna head to Cuba for a couple days. Oh,
1: the Day of Ash is coming up.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's coming up.
1: Get you. Oh, I know. Happy almost birthday, boo!
0: Yeah, I'm getting up there.
1: Oh man, I'm so glad you were born. That's good stuff. Thank you. I'm glad I was born too. Yeah, yeah. Sprinkling some good on this world—that's good stuff, man. Yeah. I'm not like, are you birthday?
0: Not really. Actually, yep. yeah. If I can just get one night with people that I love, or a couple nights, I'm actually so I'm going to Cuba with a really good friend of mine from here. So it'll be a bit of an adventure. But yeah, just something new to explore with someone that I love dearly. Mm. And right before that, I'll get to be with family. So have you ever been to Cuba? Mm Oh, that's gonna be really fun then. I've not been either, but I've heard really cool things about it. Certainly. I think yeah. my my goals these last couple of weeks um, have been really to to brush up on my Cuban history, which is very uh-huh. much intertwined with American history. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which as you can imagine is is complicated and that is putting it yeah. kindly. Yep, yep, so. yep. True that,
1: true that. I just want to mention something light and something not light. The thing light is that I went and saw the Wakanda Forever Mm. movie yesterday Mm -hmm. with my family Mm. and no spoilers if you haven't seen it it was well done it was well done great and just I don't know I I I love us you know what I mean mm. and that's all I I can just walk away from it saying like I love us we just are we come in so many shapes and sizes and forms and I was just here for all of it yeah so I do highly recommend Wakanda Forever. And uh shout out to Mr. Manning who even showed up in a you know Omega Sci-Fi Dashiki. <laughs> <laughs> he met he met me up there. I was like, look at you in the spirit of Wakanda. Right.
0: I'm so glad that, that exists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he is like, he's not that guy. So if y'all like yeah. anybody who knows my husband knows like how completely amusing it is that he actually was in costume like he understood Mm. the assignment Mm -hmm. so like shout out to him for that um harry the thing that's less light obviously i know is front of mind for you too Mm -hmm. um but probably you more than even some others and just you know thinking about the shooting that happened in uh colorado Mm. springs is another horrific attack on the lgbtq plus community and i am just kind of thinking about all the people in the world who just come from marginalized groups and how like, can we just live literally? Yeah. <laughs> can we live? So I don't know, like, you know, I know when things happen um, specifically that impact Black Americans and and people stop and pause to acknowledge um, something that directly affects my community. I think it's really important for me as a cishet woman to not just be like, oh, dang, that's, that's messed up, but to actually pause and register it and say, you know somebody who is already facing a lot now has an added layer of fear mm. to, to add on to, top of whatever they're already dealing with and, and don't be from a you know intersecting identity girl <laughs> so you know yeah. i just want to i just really i don't have any words rather than please keep voting and thinking about you know these firearms but other than that i just
0: i'm sorry yeah I appreciate you bringing that up. I remember again, waking up to another headline, but particularly seeing the the LGBTQ club in the, in the title and yeah, just how it, it hits you in the gut a lot harder when it's like places of, of safety and community mm-hmm. that end up being, you know, specifically targeted for hate crimes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know any of the details around this particular gunman, um, but you know it's just really you're right like there are no words it's just another another push to hold the folks that you love even yeah. even tighter because there's just so much hatred out there
1: can we live man? You yeah. know, I was listening to some Stevie Wonder this morning, just to kind of Stevie Wonder while I was twisting my son's hair, mm. by mm. the way. That but is I'm, a very
0: black experience.
1: It was so black. Oh <laughs> my God. That's why I said I love us. But I'm listening to Stevie Wonder. I have made my son turn his headphones off so he could listen with me. Mm. And, and as I'm twisting his hair, we are unpacking Stevie Wonder's um, songs in a Key of Life. But particularly we were listening to Loves in Need of Love today. And, it, and he says, hate's going around, breaking many hearts. Stop it, please, before it's gone too far. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, listen to a little bit of uh, songs in the key of life if you need a, something to bring your spirit back into the right place, because yeah. Stevie got some bangers on that one. Yeah, you know, I know you're a little young. I mean, I know you're getting another year on <laughs> <Look>. you. <laughs> I know you, I know you're getting another year on you, Ashley, but I'm just, you know, putting it out there in case you don't know that one. But no. You know that album? For real. Do you, do you know Songs in the Key of Life, that album?
0: No. Go ahead. Let, if I had some pearls, have I w- I w- if I had some
1: pearls, I would clutch <laughs> them. But I don't have no pearls <laughs> on. If I got on a workout top. <laughs> but, but Listen, if tell. you listen to our podcast and you do not know Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder, you need to write that wrong because that is... <laughs> ministry and it is what we need right this second it is it has some of the most beautiful love songs you've ever heard in your life but also um on the theme of i love us it just has a lot of stuff that um underscores what 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 the black experience is so mm.
0: okay yeah it's a must great <laughs> understood assignment yes understood.
1: okay and i'm gonna I'm check on you to see how you did
0: Yeah. Well, let's not delay any further what everybody came to this episode <laughs> to hear a story from Dr. Kimberly Manning, which is, you know. Wait,
1: I, is it my week or your week?
0: <laughs> oh, this is perfect. <laughs> Luckily, I keep the receipts <sighs> and it is 100% your week and okay. I am fully ready to sit back and say nothing until it is my time because I want to absorb every single word oh is that what we're doing of this incredible story that I know that you thought about beforehand
1: okay yeah yeah I definitely thought about it beforehand (laughs) I do have a word for us you want to know what the what is what's the what the what is typical typical wow
0: that's a good one ain't it that's good i would
1: not have predicted that uh when you think of
0: that word what do you think of um the status quo the usual the average you know
1: yeah what's expected right yeah yeah typical right so yeah um you know, nobody wants to be thought of as typical.
0: I was about to say something about typical, it can be used like in a connotation that feels kind of like, oh, yeah, of course, like typical, you know. Yeah, yeah. Shade. It's yeah.
1: Like shade. you don't want to be typical. But, um, you know, if I'm honest, if you work in a safety net hospital, there are, are patients that come to safety net hospitals who for for various reasons have had lack of access don't have other places to go all the complicated things but they're are things that we see probably more than some of our colleagues who work in um hospital systems that have where everybody has a payer source or a lot of resources right mm. and um though i don't personally refer to patients as typical i do i do find myself if somebody's telling me about something thinking I I know who this patient is. I I know this kind of patient, right? Yes. yes. So um, this was a day um, several years ago, probably about 10 years ago or so. I was um, precepting residents in our primary care clinic at Grady. And um, we're very, very busy that day, um, but we were kind of drawing to the end of, of of the session. One of our second year residents came to staff a patient with me and he starts to talk to me about this patient. You know, a lot of the things that he was describing about this patient, there were things that I've heard before or the kinds Mm -hmm. of things that I've seen before. So this was a patient who was coming to see us after being in recovery from crack cocaine use and alcohol use disorder, had been, you know, now in recovery for about eight to nine months, Mm -hmm. was staying in a recovery center who had arranged the follow up visit. The patient was young-ish, um, and I say young-ish because they were close to my age. <laughs> at this point. But, like, as time goes by, I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, Yeah. You you know, so this is probably when I was, like, around 40, 41 or so. Okay. This person was close to that age. And, you know, as he's telling the history, hypertension and hyperlipidemia and had, you know, um, a non-STEMI before and had this happen and that happened and all of these different things that have happened. And I'm just listening to it and it, it does not sound complicated at all. And mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I, I know this patient. This is yes. somebody I know. I mean, I don't know them, but I know them. I, you're, I know. You're, I know you're what forming I, a thought in your so mind. And... I already have my thing that I'm going to yeah. say, right? Um, yeah. Because when people are in recovery, there are actually things that I say to them. I usually come in and I congratulate them you know, on their hard work and tell them I'm proud of them and thank them for coming to see us today and um, how, you know, we are, you know, we're going to be in concert with them and how excited we are to have them here and all these things, you know. So in my head, I am just running through this in my head and thinking about all these things that I'm going to do, which fit the script of what one does for this air quotes typical patient Mm. at Grady. So we opened the door and this is before the pandemic, so no masks or anything. And the minute I step into this room um, and look at this patient, I immediately recognize them as somebody very familiar to me. Wow. And, I, and, and I will first say that um, as I move forward, with telling the story. This individual has permitted me to talk about this. I have before, um, though I won't use their name, um, but when I laid eyes on this person, I was like, oh, my God, this person is somebody that I know as, as we kept talking, cause the resident just kind of kept talking. Cause they didn't realize that there was some place that I knew this person from and, and, and immediately I, I, I was just, I was just frozen. And I said, oh my gosh. And he looked at me and he was like, Katie, mm. him Draper. And I was like, what's up? <laughs> like you a doctor. I was like, yes, oh man, that's great. We had not seen each other in probably 20 years. So he stands up and I give him a big, big hug. This was somebody that went to college with me. I wanna back all the way back up and I wanna now reframe who this person is because in my head I'm thinking some person who was using crack, who was drinking a lot of alcohol, who probably came from this hard life and who's now here at Grady and rah-rah boom bah, let's do our thing, right? Mm-hmm this was one of the smartest guys I ever knew at Tuskegee. He was um, an engineering major and it was either aerospace or chemical. It was one of the hard ones. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I remember. (laughs) And um, I remember that he always had this backpack slung over one shoulder and he always looked like he wasn't in a hurry. Mm. And he always looked like he could possibly be failing out of every class, but always what I knew is that he was busting out every class. Mm. He was tutoring everybody in calculus and everything. Um, he pledged my father's fraternity, and I would see him out there, you know, in the yard hopping and all of these things. Um, he was attractive. A lot of girls liked him and had crushes on him. Maybe mm-hmm. I did too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he was always kind and always smart and always had this really easy laugh and was always helpful to people um, academically. And was just awesome, but like a lot of people, you know, we're at school. You know, he had fun, drank some, and you know, whatever, you know, was at the parties. And when we all graduate, that creates a, a multi-pronged fork in the road for a lot of us. And some of those things that we kind of dibble and dabble in in college. For some people, depending upon who they are and what happens next in their life, they can become bigger issues. Yeah. And unfortunately for this person, that's what happened. And um, a series of unfortunate events and some, some family history of addiction brought him to a space that really just kind of unraveled and, uh, and, and took apart a lot of the hard work that he'd done. Mm-hmm. But I wanna be very, very clear about who this person is he is somebody who is equally as smart, if not smarter than every single other person in that room. He is somebody who has his own unique story and it is not typical of anything. But what I always remember about that moment is that because I actually know the backstory, it made me think about how many backstories I've kind of ignored or wiped away or just assumed I knew. And even if your backstory does fit a narrative that I thought, there's still gonna be something I don't know. There's still something that about you that makes you uniquely you. So this is something that I try to fight against now um, mm-hmm. even more is this idea of thinking that I know a patient or if somebody says, oh, this is a typical Grady patient and I quickly push back. There are no typical Grady patients. Mm. And I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm letting you know there are no, there, you, you could find yourself in a situation. You right now, as a resident physician, you probably one to two paychecks away from finding yourself in a safety net hospital, (laughs) right? You make a wrong, wrong move. You get put out your residency program. You don't have no money and you still got all your student loans. Guess where you're going to (laughs) be? You're going to be up here trying to figure out how to get you a Grady card and get seen. He was so gracious in that moment, you know, and I initially felt embarrassed for him and um, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't embarrassed at all. He made mm-hmm. it, you know, he talked to me like he always talked to me in that same kind voice and he had that same easy laugh, that same super cute smile. He was really the same guy. He just had some stuff happen in his life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's doing really well now um he's doing really really well I did not um get to run into him at homecoming but my friends who did see him at homecoming said he looked really good and I've seen him a couple times since then Mm -hmm. um and he's doing really really well but you know I mean we see the glory and a lot of times we do not know the story (laughs) or we think or, or 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 we think um we get the story and we don't even take a moment to think about how every single one of us got some glory too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it makes me think about the ways in which, you know, our training kind of fosters that type of sentiment where we deconstruct a person's narrative down to, Mm -hmm. you know, their age and their, you know, their history of blood pressure, substance use, and like, you know, the scaffolding of a human being. And then Mm. we just fill in the gaps with what we think is going on or what Mm. we think they mm. are. And the people who end up with the bad narrative are usually <laughs> the ones who aren't aren't represented. It's frustrating because I don't think anybody goes into medicine wanting to dehumanize individuals. Yeah. But in many respects, that's what we've decided is necessary for efficiency.
1: I don't but know. I also think it, it, it is one of the things that makes it difficult for for young doctors and doctors period uh to be able to be imperfect right because w- we we heap all the imperfection onto the patient um, especially when you work in you know places like grady hospital or the va or san francisco general or somewhere like that you like oh yeah you know you you can be broken um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but let something happen where 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 i'm broken Yeah. Um, Then, oh, hold up. Like, this is not compatible with moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned um, you brought up uh, Emily Silverman's latest uh, run on the on the Nocturnus about shame. And she really unpacks this well, like just how how it's so
0: hard to not be perfect. As soon as you said that, I was also thinking about particularly people in healthcare who've suffered from substance use disorders mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know how fraught it is even to seek help. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because like, you're not
1: supposed to be one of the people that that happens to, but like exactly. this friend of mine, like if, if this happened to him, like he's me. Yeah. He's me. Mm-hmm. He's me. He is absolutely positively me. Um if, Except he's better at calculus. <laughs> <laughs> Better, better at calculus and he did not drop math 108 three times and have to take it in the summer. Other than that, you know, we're the same person, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, I, I I, find myself really trying to work through my own biases and, and workarounds and my own system one thinking, and I need my system one thinking, right? I need to yeah. be able to think fast. Yeah. But I, I have got to figure out how to just continue to see people and mm-hmm. This was just such a giant speed breaker. And I remember when we walked out of the room, that resident looked at me and was like, did you know when you walked in that you knew that guy? Mm. And I said, you know what? When I walked in that room, I thought I knew that guy. I thought I knew him. But it turns out uh, that, yeah, I do know him, but not like I thought I did when I walked in the room. Yeah. And he just kind of stood there for a moment. And, you know, this was years ago before I like really thought about ways to try to you know make that a teachable moment with my resident I let it be more a teachable moment for me
0: yeah um
1: but but it was just really um a powerful moment and I I I just recall that when I I I happened to run into him again maybe about three to six months later and I was telling him that I just I, I told him what I'm telling you like when I walked in your room I was really stunned and all of that and I and I told him I write a lot and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, I wrote about this in my own journal, but he was like, Oh no, you should write about it and share about it. Like, mm. And I was like, you know, would that embarrass you if I didn't use your name? He's like, No, no, no. I mean these are the people that went to school with us, a lot of people know, but you know, it's it's fine with me.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. So I'm just like, gosh, still confident, still got swag. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It was the exact he was the exact same person.
0: All he needed was that purple backpack on one <laughs> <cover>. <laughs> Are there like specific things that you do that help or have helped going forward? Make sure you check yourself before completing the narrative in your mind before actually meeting the patient.
1: Yes. Um the 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 thing is, um and it's probably people talk about this more on the inpatient side, but I find that I need to think about this more on an outpatient side because the pace is so fast. Outpatient, but I was going to say um, the pace is so fast.
0: Inpatient, I'd be it's
1: a, it's a, it's in inpa- It's fa- fast inpatient, but we get to kind of go in there and kind of spend more time thinking and all yeah. of this stuff. Whereas, I mean, I could I could staff you know twenty or thirty patients in a clinic session in a half se- day session in clinic, right? Yeah. So, um, what I what I do is I just try to find some element about this person that humanizes them and, that, and that's just specific to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of make up my mind. If the resident hasn't told me what that is, I'm going to go find it out myself. When I get in the room, even if I'm, even if we're really busy and I'm just coming in to staff, a patient, and there's not a lot going on and you don't need me to do much. I'm going to come in the room and I'm gonna, you know, try to notice something right away. did you just get your hair set on rollers did you just leave the (laughs) hair salon did you just get your nails done and you got sparkles on them or they say atlanta falcons on every single one of the fingertips (laughs) um do you have on a sequined mask today do you have the nerve to be sitting in our clinic with a new orleans saints sweatshirt on whatever it is i'm going to figure out something about you that that brings along and if you say something or do something that kind of makes me think i'm going to dig a little bit deeper you mm. know um i'm gonna find out a, a little bit more like sometimes me just walking in and having my hair turning gray i'll look at somebody with gray hair and i'm say, well i'm trying to be like you <laughs> when did your hair start going gray and they'll be like my hair was gray by the time i was 19. Mm. so now now you aren't just you know this typical patient with hypertension and diabetes yeah. You're somebody's grandmother who has silver hair that's been silver since you were 19 and that you saw your first grades when you were in elementary school.
0: That's who you are. Mm. You know? I love that. I'm trying yeah. to integrate that into my practice too. And, you know, thicken up my one-liners a little bit to make sure that I'm including a lot of those human elements before I rattle off a, a list of diseases. Well, we have to, because if we don't, we,
1: we feel like we're going through the motions, and that's how you burn out.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Right,
1: it's a lot of ways that you burn out already. Like, it, it, and there are things. There are a lot of things that like threaten us to burn out that are not in our control. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's some low hanging fruit things that can be a little bit of a bomb for a weary soul. Yeah, um, that we aren't grabbing, and they're all people elements. It's all the people stuff. It's all the, you know, noticing the little things, noticing mm-hmm. that you have freckles, noticing that, oh, you got your hair in braids this time.
0: Last mm-hmm. time
1: you were wearing so and so. Yeah. No, I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. I'm here for it too. Well um you have the safest of travels, do the most, take a lot of pictures. Yes. I'm telling you, take pictures and um, you know, so that when you go back and look at your pictures, you will have FOMO for your own adventure yes don't take the pictures for the other people take the pictures for your own fomo that's how i take pictures
0: i know you have got a, a large repository
1: for sure i got <laughs> skills <laughs> <laughs> well, all right sis well do epic things and uh i'll be here vacationing and thinking
0: about you <laughs> yes enjoy it <laughs> all right girl all right talk to you soon all right bye. love you love you too That wraps up this week's episode of the Human Doctor Podcast.
1: Special thanks to our favorite brother gastroenterologist, Dr. Chuma Obiname for the beats. Shout out to the Dr. Ashley McMullen
0: for editing and production. Mad love to our podcast family at The Nocturnes and the Clinical Problem Solvers. Our Med Twitter fam. And especially shout out to all of you, our listeners. Until next week, remember, we see you and you are
1: enough. Holla! Holla.